Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Happy middle of the week. It's Eric G. And Caroline B. Hi, guys. It's the midweek. Thanks for listening to Around the House, everybody. This is the midweek special. This is where we dive in and have a ton of fun Kind of off script a little bit, even though we do no scripts for the entire show. But this is our midweek where we talk about the stuff in between last weekend show and this weekend show. I want to do tease. I want to tease one thing before we talk about the contest. We have so many on the radio show, new stations coming up here in January. If you're going to listen to us on the radio, we have so many more states coming on board. It's absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to talk about them here in our January episode. Yay. You guys can, and just a reminder, because a lot of you just listen to us on the podcast. Oh, I'm getting beeped, but you listen to us on the podcast, but you can find us on the radio too. And you can look up radio stations. Some people like to hear it live, right? So if you want to, we're there for you. But many times when we do the interviews that you hear, you get the most of the interview on the podcast because sometimes we have to cut it down because, you know, like this weekend's, episode coming up we talked about you know hoarding disorder Mm. and how do you deal with that well that didn't fit well in 40 minutes so we ended up probably talking for about an hour and 10 so there's going to be even more additional content on the podcast so that's the nice thing with the podcast is that we don't have those time constraints that we might do with radio and this is a deep dive this week i mean we really went into something eric and i joke around a lot and we love to be funny but this was a serious talk that needs to be had not only for contractors, but for residential homeowners about the whole concept of hoarding disorder and what it means. And it's actually a psychological disorder. You'll learn and, um, you know, something to really be taken care of. And we're all affected. It's something like we're all one degree of separation away from this type of thing. So I think it's an important deep dive. Yeah. Around the world, she was saying it's, you know, about 7% of the people are dealing with this clinical disease so it's something that's very important so we're going to dive into that this weekend make sure you grab it that's going to be a fun show well caroline's been out doing a little house hunting Mm. fun i've been listening okay two things i've been doing it's house hunting and listening to podcasts in our home and garden category which one do you want to deal with first no let's let's talk podcast first this will be good what have you been listening to out there okay so we're in the home and garden category or leisure, depending on who you're listening to. So home and garden, if you're listening to Apple podcasts, if leisure category, if you're listening, maybe in Spotify. So somehow we are in a category with donkey farming. How is it that we get thrown in with beekeeping, (laughs) donkey farming, 
clutter so control. That's, if you have donkey farming, wait a minute. If you have donkey farming, it's now politically correct to go, hey, nice ass. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> and I'm forgetting the name of it. And no one gets offended. Somebody goes, hey, that, thank you, man. That's great. I don't know. It's called like Eat, Pray, Love or something, but it's not Eat, Pray, Love. And so it's- Well, that's a movie with, isn't that a movie with- uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, well, I guess in- this one, you you go looking for donkeys, but I don't know. We're this category <laughs> is so bizarre. Like we're in there with like housing people, beekeepers. I mean, urban forestry, donkeys, woodworking. <laughs> I mean, it's like kind. Of, I mean, I hate to say it, we're kind of like the garbage of like everything in podcasting. Like throw it into the home and garden section. Like make us compete with people. Yeah, that have, what do we do with it? Oh, put it over there. Like what's homesteading? There. What is homestead? Well, here's the thing. There are more homesteading podcasts than I think there are homesteaders. What's a homestead? What is it? I don't even know. <laughs> what, what are you doing in homesteading? There's a lot of great people that that love these podcasts, so we're not trying to offend or or anything He's with anybody good. out there. But oh uh, no, I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, homesteading and stuff. That is kind of that. You know, you are creating your own food. You're creating your own. Okay, so like living off the land. It's a living clothes. off the land concept. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I can go with, I do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally into that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, so you're getting into homesteading now. That's How about like plant daddy? You into plant daddy? That sounds like, uh, I'm not even, this is, we, we, I'm not even going there. <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> plant daddy. But no, the best is like, we're in the category with growing weed. Like, so it's around the house, yeah! home improvement and grow weed at home. Like that's yeah. our competition. Like it's insane. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there's uh, there's some interesting stuff out there. You know, there is, and it's uh, that's the fun part of this. And you know what's weird though is, and it gets funny is that people, you know, the average podcaster out there has about eight episodes that they do before they go. Ooh, it's a lot harder than I thought. I'm out. Tell them how many po- podcasts around the house has done. It's impressive. Oh, geez, we're in the eight hundreds. I think now it's impressive. Almost eight hundreds that we have up now. I. We're over 800, but I didn't put up the old ones from the previous host, Handyman Bob, in our collection just because it doesn't really relate. So all of the ones that we have out there are ones that I'm a part of, basically. So I didn't put up all those, Mm. but I have a much deeper dive. But we're at like 1,250 or so. Let me look. How many podcasts do we have up? If we actually go back and started at episode one, yeah, we're... 1,250 right now is our, is our number. So that's how many podcasts have been done on around the house. But long story short with that, you know, there's, there's some great podcasts out there, but there's also out of the 2 million podcasts out there, most of those are podcasts that are considered to be dead. They're podcasts that, uh, that maybe haven't been produced for a year or two. You know, they're just kind of gone, right? Yeah. Uh, they're not coming back, you know, so it's interesting to watch. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's some great stuff out there. Stuff I haven't listened to that I'm curious. The houseplant coach. That one looks interesting. I like the, I like the weed, but I have to tell people if you're going to grow weed in your house. And I know this because I've worked as an environmental consultant on places that do commercial weed production, you will get some serious Mm -hmm. stench coming into your house. So you better have some filtration you better have some air quality assessment and then you've really got to control humidity. So 
you know, interesting to hear how people are That's growing the problem. this in their house. I mean, yeah, we grow it mostly outside here in Oregon because it's legal, to be honest. I can, we can grow what? I think three plants in your own yard out front in your house. Somebody will steal it, but you can put it in your backyard <laughs> and grow it like you could. You, you could literally put three plants in right next to your tomato plants outside, and that would be 100% legal within the state of Oregon here. Now, federal, that's a whole other story. But well, in New Jersey, yeah, you know, they've legalized it. So now we've got, but we've got massive plants, you know, places where they're producing medical marijuana. And when you get these things, they produce this smell into the air, which kind of smells like skunk. I would call it like, skunk. like a skunk smell. So, and people start yeah. to complain. So then what they do is they add this additive of bubble gum to hide the skunk smell. Yep. So now you got skunk smell mixed with bubble gum. Now you've got all these air quality complaints from neighbors. So just a little FYI, if you're going to consider growing cannabis in your house, you might really want to think about, you know, your indoor air quality a little bit. And maybe it's not the best place to do it. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But cool stuff. That's brutal. Yeah, interesting that, stuff that yeah. we're in this category with. So, you know, I'm not encouraging you to take a listen. You should listen to us, but... <laughs> You know, uh, but you know something I will say though, there's a lot of great podcasters out there. No, we all are. listen to other they stuff out there too, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. And another episode, maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite ones we do listen to out there because mm. we all have our stuff we listen to. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now let's talk about your house real quick, Caroline. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. I went to look at a new build um, and I traditionally stay away from new, new building construction only because I feel as a personal thing that a lot of the products are compromised. They're less quality. I like a real wood. I'm less for engineered, uh, you know, engineered flooring and things like that. And so I'm pretty picky, but I found a house that actually had a lot of um, real, they didn't use OSB, you know, they were using real lumber in the basement and everything was pretty much, um, you know, real plywood and, and studding and things like that. So, but we went into the kitchen and I thought of Eric instantly because I sent him pictures of this kitchen. And so the first thing I noticed is I go to open a cabinet and the doors won't open and it's hitting into the side. So you're trying to open the door and it's hitting into the side of the wood uh, vent. So it's over the exhaust vent, but they put a big, what do you call that? Like a Yeah, it's just a big wood hood. And we talked about this <laughs> here recently on the show about you don't want to sit there and have a kitchen designer be the free. You don't want to be their first victim. Mm. And that sounds like that's what it was because that was probably someone who designed or even worse, a homeowner that designed that kitchen and didn't know how to deal with the wood hood. Wood hoods take up a extra space. Boatload of and space. you explained to me that it's got to be what? Four inches over the actual hood itself for fire. Right. Yeah. So what happens is you have, you know, your, the cooking surface of your, your Top. cooktop or range below, right? So you've got that. The liner that's above it that's inside the hood has to be the same size or larger than the cooking appliance. And then your wood goes beyond that. So that wood hood is going to be wider generally than the stove or cooktop below it. Mm. So what happened here is many times, you have the wood trim that comes across the front. It comes back, but it has a profile to it. Yes. So the profile sticks out even farther. That's what happened. So an ex experienced designer is going to put that cabin up there. They're probably going to put a filler box on the outside of it. Mm -hmm. So that trim has a place to land into. It's not the freaking door. Yep. So now you can open the cabin. 
And that's what happened. So the only way to fix, yeah, and the only way to fix that is you're ordering two new cabinets and two fillers. You'll probably have to take the wood hood down, put the new two cabinets up there. That sucks. And install those in there. But the problem gets worse because they probably did the backsplash. Mm. So you're going to have to probably tear out part of the backsplash and add to that because the cabinets are now smaller. So your backsplash over the hood has to get wider. What a mess. Then. So that's a hot mess. To top that off, they had this space. So up above where they put in their stove, you know, a wall stove, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They had this. Yep. You mean, you're, you, so you're talking like a wall oven. I mean, oven. a wall oven. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Wall oven. Yeah. So they put a wall oven and then above it, they had this space, like a box in the cabinet that was just like boxed out. And they had a, this weird curtain like hanging there. And I don't know if somebody screwed up and they yeah. just had this space. It was like, it looked like you were going to have a puppet show up there. And I'm like, what is this? They didn't order a cabinet or the cabinet didn't show up tall enough. They said they wanted this there. This was like a, and I just, and this is a really high end, no. this was a high end kitchen people. It wasn't like, you know, you're yeah. in some makeshift. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful home. So I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. I think it's designer, right? This is a design mistake that someone is trying to pawn off on a homeowner. <laughs> I mean, it just is. I mean, no one has put draperies in cabinets. <laughs> Since your hot mess again, <laughs> 92 year old grandmother wanted to hide something under the sink and the doors were lost. You know what I mean? It's just, no, and it was such a it. beautiful kitchen. I mean, every, the cabinetry was nice. It was sort of like an, it was an off white, I would say like, you know, it was basically a white, but it had like a tone, a tone down of beautiful, beautiful um, backsplash, beautiful countertops. I mean, really done well. Beautiful traditional kitchen, Yep, but messed up. And here's the other problem with that is that you run into some issues with that door. Cause if I remember right, it was a, there was like a a paint with a glaze on it. Right. So you had kind of a, Mm -hmm. wasn't there a glaze in the door? So you could kind of have that, that, that antique look to it a little bit. I think so. Cause it gave you like an off white appearance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the problem though is, is when you order cabinets with that, that glaze in most cabinet companies, is hand applied. So you want that all finished at the same time. Oh, that stinks. Because what happens is, is maybe you got Debbie working on the day that your cabinets were done on that line. And then Billy Bob's working the next day and they're going to do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So if they're not really good at controlling that, you could have two different styles of kind of wipe of how they've done it. Now there's companies out there that are really good at, making sure that those people do it all the same, that when you order a part, you can do it. Some other companies aren't. It just, so it's just something to think about. It just shows you, like I went through this house, which was a brand new home. And when I tell you the multitude of mistakes and damage, I mean, the floors, the plywood, it already had a mold problem in the basement. It looked like there had been water seepage during construction the Anderson door slider out to the outside, the entire interior wood was rotting out and moldy. So leakage going around the outside coming in. I mean, this is a brand new home. Bathrooms, the grout was already crumbling. It looked like there was inconsistencies in in how the the pans were put in. So just because you're buying a new house, you have to really be careful because you just think it's new and it's going to be good. This, This was a perfect example of like a beautiful home just with a lot of, you're walking into 
whatever you're going to pay for the house and then significant amounts of problems. You know, it's not cheap to do that cabinet. Just to fix those cabinets, what would that cost you? No. Oh, you got thousands in cabinetry and backsplash there. Yep. You just do. There you go. You just do to fix that. Crazy, right? Now, that's one thing with new homes as well is that building code will keep the big health, safety, and welfare stuff if it's caught. But you can have super low-quality construction that meets building code. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cheryl, my speaking agent and friend that's in Florida, I mean, she had a, a brand new home by the largest home builder in the U.S., and her bathroom wall was so bowed out because it was built wrong. She couldn't hang a mirror on it because the edges of the mirror would touch, would be three inches off the wall, but the mirror was touching in the middle. Oh so it rock side to side because that wall was so bowed. But that means building code. That's insane. There's nothing against a bowed wall in building code. As long as it holds up and passes engineering, guess what? That's perfectly fine. So those are things you got to be careful with, with uh, I was blown. new construction I was blown there. away. I mean, they had duct work, right? So they had flex duct, which was coming off the HVAC. And so as it passed through the walls going into, you know, the upper interior space, you had an open basement. And so you had your flex lines coming off. It was smashed down to probably like the size of, I don't know, three or four inches to pass it through a hole. So they had completely compromised the <laughs> ductwork in the HVAC to get it into other spots in the house. So they had done the same thing in the upstairs where it had to go into like a bonus room that was over the garage, smashed it completely mm -hmm. through. So you're not going to have any CFM or airflow being able to get through these places. So, and this is brand new. And what's nice is if you go into a house that's open, right, and you can actually see what's going on and you don't have furniture and all these things that sort of distract you, right, the visuals that you look at that kind of pull your eye away from the structural, yeah. you can see that these new houses have all kinds of, you know, oddities and, and things that need to be fixed. But craziness, like I, the things I saw kind of blew my mind. Yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. And, and they should have done a better job of keeping an eye on that. I mean – that builder obviously was not watching his HVAC professionals. You know, that's like drinking a, a, a milkshake with a straw and a hole in it. When you get that going, it just doesn't work well. No, it's crazy. And I mean, I just think about the flashing around the, you know, the slider that that much water was infiltrating into the actual, you know, your, your, your floor plate and all of that was moldy already. Think about the amount of water, Eric, with, and I believe there was a soffit or an overhang out there too. So I don't know how it was coming in, but if, if that one was done poorly, you can pretty much assume other entrances into the house and flashing wasn't done right either. Oh, yeah. No, if one's if one's wrong, especially on such a big piece like that, yeah, that's when you just uh, walk away, Caroline. <laughs> walk away. Too bad, because it was a nice layout, style and design-wise. Yeah. Good layout. Pretty, but. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. No kidding. All right, well, we're about out of time. We've got a big show this week. Make sure you... Enter to win the contest this week for the yes. IVP. Free stuff. Personal IVP unit. That thing is great over at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. It's a $995 value, people. That's some money. It is. That's nice. Free stuff. Just register. Yeah. yeah. AroundTheHouseOnline.com. You can enter for a chance to win over there. All right, well, pay attention to the show this week. We've got a killer one, including so much stuff. We've got so much going on this weekend. It's going to be a great show. So uh, 
Uh, first hour is much more fun than the second one, but the second one's a serious topic that I don't want you to miss. There's a lot to be learned. I know I learned a I lot. I did too. And uh, yeah. yeah, we both, that was a great discussion. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. house. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.